everybody, and welcome to The Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. I'm your host, Bill Yankovey, and uh, <laughs> I guess you could say that I'm in a little bit of a hangover after last week's 500th show, which was an absolute blast of a time to do. I want to thank Brian again for uh, joining me for that recording of that episode. Um, this week, there's really... Not a lot to talk about um, as far as major news goes. So I'm just going to nitpick a few stories here and there this week. This is kind of a uh, recovery week after the 500th episode. Um, So, uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about last week's show and how much fun that was. Um... Let's begin with interesting news. This is kind of cool news, especially if you are a trading card collector. AEW announced earlier today that they have inked a multi-year deal with Upper Deck for exclusive trading cards and memorabilia deal. Uh, I'll read a little bit of the press release. Upper Deck, the premier global sports and entertainment trading card memorabilia and collectibles company, announced today a brand new addition to the company's ever-growing trading card and memorabilia portfolio through an exclusive multi-year deal with All Elite Wrestling. The first edition of Upper Deck AEW trading cards will be released in November 2021, offering fans and collectors' autograph and memorabilia cards from AEW's most revered icons and talented performers. So, so some of the wrestlers that will appear, um, will appear on this or in the in the deck include Chris Jericho, Sting, Omega. The Young Bucks, Britt Baker, and Miro, plus Cody Rhodes, Darby Allen, Nyla Rose, and Hikaru Shida will all be there. Um, again, these will be available this coming November. So, if you have a loved one that is into trading cards, or you yourself like to be a collector of the trading cards, uh, you can order yourself a few packs and they will be also available digitally so if you like to do that digitally then you can collect them on a digital scale as well so that's really cool that they are able to get that kind of a deal um because honestly folks trading cards are not going away as much as you guys might think they are They're really not. They're, in a way, kind of making their own comeback. So, um, WWE reported that comedian Tiffany Haddish will host a post-SummerSlam party after the event is over on August the 21st in Las Vegas, Nevada. And... I will read to you guys that announcement. 
As first announced by Entertainment Tonight, WWE has confirmed that comedian, actress, and She Ready Foundation founder Tiffany Haddish will host the official SummerSlam after party on August 21st in Las Vegas. The exclusive invite-only event is presented by Pure Life Purified Water and will feature WWE superstars, celebrity guests, and influential business partners. In support of Haddish and her mo monumental efforts, WWE will be making a financial contribution to the She Ready Foundation to help build a better life for children living under the foster care system. So it doesn't say where in Las Vegas the party is going to be, but um, it could be pretty cool. Um, would be interesting to see how it works out. Tiffany Haddish is a very successful comedian and actress, and should be pretty interesting but of course Las Vegas now ha or Nevada has the mask mandate so I don't know if that party's going to be worth going to or not but you never know you never really know so this weekend is the beginning of the tournament to crown the brand new Ring of Honor women's champion and they have three first round matches that will air this weekend on television uh, they are Sumi Sakai against Rock C Maserati against Nicole Savoy and Miranda Elise against Alex Garcia so those will be the three first round matches That'll take place and it will air this weekend on Ring of Honor television. Now, also, and this is a big news because um, Chelsea Green, who by Maryland State Athletic Commission was not allowed to compete in the women's tournament because of her injured arm, has a new replacement. And it is none other than Quinn McKay. Quinn McKay will be in the tournament now. Um, they did a very good storyline where a while back she had a match with Angelina Love. If Quinn had won that match, she would be in the tournament. If Angelina Love won, she would get the first round bye. Angelina Love got the first round bye. So, uh, Quinn got a second chance a few weeks ago against Mandy Leone, where if Quinn won, she would get in the tournament. However, some outside interference from Angelina Love prevented that from happening, and they ended up doing a, basically a vote on if Quinn should get in, and it was like 95% said that she should get in the tournament. So I have here the schedule for the first round. Um, this coming Wednesday on the Ring of Honor YouTube page is going to feature Allison K against Willow. Then on August the 7th will be Mandy Leone uh, and Quinn McKay again. And Trish Adora against Marty Bell. 
And the final match of the first round on August the 14th, Holiday against Max the Impaler. So, over the course of these three weeks will be the first round of the Ring of Honor Women's Championship Tournament. Um, I really don't know who's going to win. Um, I, I would say that Mandy, or not Mandy, uh, Angelina Love is the favorite. But you never know. Someone could sneak in there, surprise people, and maybe take it all the way. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens. Well, I think the person that had the most interesting week in professional wrestling had to be Nick Gage. Nick Gage uh, might have had the biggest week of his entire wrestling career. And it all happened within, like I said, within a span of a week. So on Saturday... GCW Game Changer Wrestling <coughs> excuse me had a show where the main event was Nick Gage against Matt Cardona aka Zack Ryder for the GCW World Heavyweight title in a shock Matt Cardona beat Mick Gage or Nick Gage for the title now, if you had not seen the footage, which I'm really not sure too many people who haven't seen it, after the match, people threw garbage into the ring. Like, it was 1996, 97, WCW-like when the NWO came and attacked say like a Ric Flair or a Lex Luger or a Diamond Dallas Page. It was that crazy. And that video has probably gone viral. So, Dave Meltzer wrote a tweet. And let's just say he wasn't too happy about um, what happened here. His tweet reads, I'm sure people will make their lame excuses for it or say how great the heat was. But this crowd reaction was such bullshit and such an embarrassment to the industry. Well, GCW took advantage of that tweet because they made a t-shirt off of that. And it is available on their website gcwmerch.com for the low low price of $25 and of course these shirts go all the way up to 3XL um, I'll tell you if you want my honest opinion I think the shock of it all for me is what I took away from it um it's not a safe thing to do. Um, you know, doing, you know, throwing so much garbage into the ring. It really isn't. I thought maybe we'd learned that from 25 years ago. Um, 
I understand how big of a deal Nick Gage is to GCW. Like, he is their... He's like their Hulk Hogan, their Ric Flair, their Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's their biggest attraction. And for him to lose the title, I think, was a shock to those that were in the building. But if you're watching it, and you're watching the garbage get pelted, get thrown, it may that may be more of a surprise than Cardona winning the title. Because it's like, oh lord, look at what these people are doing. Look at what these fans are doing to the ring, what they're doing to this poor guy. I honestly thought, you know, when it was over or watching it, I'm like, oh my god, these guys are going to lose the right to the building. Like, I, I, because they're on it, they're in Atlantic City. But I think, you know, they would just, would lose the right to the building. But, um, it wouldn't surprise me if nothing came out of it as far as like repercussions go, but um, it's one of those visuals that you will remember for the rest of your life. Um, I certainly will. I, I haven't seen anything like this in a long, long time. Um, but again, it's kind of a dangerous thing that happened, and Maybe if something like this were to happen ever again, um, maybe next time it'll get toned down or it won't even happen at all. So, then we go to Wednesday night where Nick Gage made his AEW debut. Not sure if it's the first time, the last time, the only time. Not, not really sure how that is going to go. And he fought Chris Jericho in a no-disqualification match. And it was a very bloody match. It's, you know, what you would expect from a Nick Gage match. Well, there's one... One certain pizza place that was not happy about the pizza cutter being used during the no-DQ match this week between Nick Gage and Chris Jericho. And that is Domino's Pizza. I know, I never thought I'd be talking about Domino's, Domino's Pizza on this show either. So, the reason why they're upset, uh, besides the pizza cutter being used as a weapon, is also because during... Uh, the picture-in-picture where they have the commercial and the show being aired at the same time. There was a Domino's ad running while Nick Gage was using a pizza cutter on Chris Jericho. (laughs) Um, So, Domino's uh, released a brief statement. Um, I want to see if I could get the whole thing real quick. Um, okay, so really, it, it, it really wasn't that much. I thought there'd be more, but... So the quote 
is from Jenny Four Acre Petco. Okay. Uh, she is the director of public relations and charitable giving. She said to Michael McCarthy of FrontRowSports.com, and I quote, We shared the concerns expressed about this incident and the content of this TV-14 rated program and are assessing our advertising presence on a going forward. Okay. I think where Miss Four Acre Petco is missing and maybe the people at Domino's are missing is that AEW doesn't control what commercials are going to air on which times. It's TNT. Yes, there's a match where a guy is using a pizza cutter and to everyone at home I would not recommend you ever doing that to anybody at your house it's pretty dangerous but if you're going to be mad if you're going to quote unquote assess your advertising it should that should be directed at TNT not AEW. All AEW does is present a television show that is two hours every Wednesday night. Nick Gage has done this for years. I've seen him do this. Like, I've watched videotapes, DVDs, uh, YouTube. I, I knew what was going to happen with the Nick Gage match with Chris Jericho. Nick Gage is one of those people who is probably so anti-mainstream that it's kind of cool. Nick Gage wrestled a Nick Gage-style match. And basically, the people at Domino's didn't like, number one, that someone was using a pizza cutter and number two, that a commercial for them was airing in the middle of this match. That's what I am getting from it. So, the way I look at it, and again, this is just the way I look at it. AEW should not be blamed for this. They did the match, it went the way it was, and... Nick, or Tony Khan even told TNT, like, we're going to do this type, this style match, this type of match. I'm warning you right now, it's going to be pretty violent. The other thing is, Domino's doesn't watch AEW. Domino's probably doesn't have one single employee that watches Dynamite every single week. They just think, oh, we have another venture to plug our pizza. So I understand why aid or why Domino's is upset, but I really think it should be more towards TNT because that's who placed their 
commercial. Not AEW. It's not like AEW has control of, okay, at 9.48, we're going to place the Domino's Pizza commercial in our picture-in-picture. Picture. And then that's where Nick Gage is going to take his pizza, you know, pizza cutter and slice Chris Jericho's head. No, that's not how it works. That is not how it works. So, I would say, Domino's, get over it. If you don't want to advertise on TNT, don't advertise on TNT. And they probably will say, oh, we'll continue to advertise, but we're not going to do it on AEW television because they do this kind of stuff all the time. No, they don't. It was one match, one time only. I doubt it will ever happen again. So, you know, just get your thumbs out of your asses and get over it. That's how I look at it. Uh, let's see, we have, okay, uh, one more thing to add, um, before I wrap it up, um, for Ring of Honor Television, and on August the 14th, um, they're going to have a Champions versus All-Stars match, which is kind of a cool concept if you guys have never seen this, so what it is, is, it's going to be a tag match where all the champions in Ring of Honor, which in this case would be the world champion, the TV champion, the pure champion, and the tag team champions, face off against basically top contenders. So the match for the weekend of August the 14th is Bandito, Dragon Lee, Jonathan Gresham, Chris Dickinson and Homicide against the Briscoe Brothers, EC3, Flip Gordon, and Josh Woods. That actually sounds like a really good match. <laughs> that really does. That sounds like a fun little match there. Uh, should be should be pretty cool to see. Um, no, you know what? I, I do have one more thing to talk about real quick. Um, AEW announced that they're going to have Rampage at the United Center in Chicago on August the 20th. Um, apparently the pre-sales are doing really, really well. Um, the higher price tickets were released this morning and have already sold out. So if CM Punk arrives on that night, and I know... I'm messing with a couple people's minds here. If CM Punk arrives on that night, then, well, it's going to be an unbelievable time in Chicago at the United Center on August the 20th. But then again, like I said, that's a big if CM Punk comes. Alright, well, that's going to really do it for the show this week. Like I said, I'm kind of on a hangover from the 500th episode. Um, so I'm going to do um, quick plugs. If you have any questions or comments, send an email. Wrestlingman at thatwrestlingshow.com. Follow the show on Twitter at WrestlingShow11. Follow the show on Instagram at thatwrestlingshow. 
Join our Facebook group, That Wrestling Show Fan Group. Type that in the search bar and you are right there. And if you can't find it, it's okay. I put the link in the description of each and every episode. And if you like what you heard here and you want more content, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash That Wrestling Show. We have three tiers. You can pledge as little as a dollar a month or you can do our highest tier which is $3 a month. That is patreon.com backslash that wrestling show. Now to plug uh, some friends and podcasts that you guys should check out, starting with our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. This week, they discuss in their new segment of Unsung Heroes, The Islanders. Plus, they start off the royal flush of the worst celebrities in wrestling. And they review an episode of WCW Nitro from May 18, 1998. That is this week on our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Check out Greetings from Allentown with Peter Winston. He watches an episode of professional wrestling each week in his own unique way. He's been, he's been catching up on GFA Live with his good friend, Keithy. They watched Wrestling Challenge from January 17th, 1988. That is on GFA this week. Check out Juice Pro Wrestling, where Juice and Shredden this week recount their times and their time in Texas. Plus, they're going to discuss Warrior Wrestling. The possibility of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan with AEW, I'm still not totally convinced yet. And a whole lot more that is this week on Juice Pro Wrestling. And check out the 24-inch podcast, a podcast devoted entirely to the career of Hulk Hogan. Hosted by Steve Bennett and Dave Rollins, they pick one opponent of Hulk Hogan's and they talk about it, they hype it up, and they talk about the match that they watched. This week, they discuss Hulk Hogan defending the WWF title against Ravishing Rick Rude in the in the Boston Garden from January 9, 1988. That is on the 24-inch podcast, and you can find that through the Sportscasters podcast. For non-wrestling podcasts, check out the uh, the Best Pick Movie Podcast, where Tom, John, and Jess are three fans of the movies, and they watch each and every Academy Award-winning Best Picture winner in no particular order. This episode, they have made it through the bag. They will watch and discuss the 92nd and final, in the bag, Best Picture winner, this one is of 2010, The King's Speech. That is this week on the Best Pick Movie Podcast. Also, check out Last Stop Penn Station with Carrie Silken and Ian Riccoboni. This week, Carrie Silken and Ian are joined by Gary Juster as they discuss his transition from politics to professional wrestling, as well as his pivotal role he played in the development of Ring of Honor that is this week on Last Stop Penn Station. Also, check out the Castle Vault where this season they're changing it up. Instead of watching animated movies, they are going to watch 
Marvel Cinema Movies. The Marvel Comic Universe. Blah, I know I messed that up, but I don't really care. So this week, their first one, they start off with 2008's Iron Man. That is this week on the Castle Vault. Also, check out Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, where this week they interview Weird Al's former dentist, Dr. Roger Schuster. No, I am not kidding. This is an actual interview that was conducted on Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. And check out Escape from Vault Disney, where four people watch something on, the, on Disney Plus picked at random. This week, they watch and discuss Princess Protection Program. That is this week on Escape from Vault Disney. Also want to plug Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast where I watch and review each and every South Park episode. This week, I watch the Season 12 episode, About Last Night. And I just want to mention at this time that Review of Honor will be making a comeback real soon as there is a feed for that right now as I'm putting up or I'm going to put up the last of the original six episodes uh, which is Honor Invades Boston sometime this weekend and then hopefully real soon I'll start to get back into doing more of Review of Honor so if you're interested in Ring of Honor and you like the old school stuff uh, go ahead, check it out. Review of Honor. Now up, at least for now, on iTunes. Probably be on more in the very near future. Okay. Uh, that's going to do it for this week. Everybody have a great, safe weekend. And come back here for another episode of That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. Until next time, I'm Billy Ann Covey, telling you all to wrestle on.